and welcome back again to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines as we continue our special series on our national triathlon team and the Olympics, finding out how they're doing in light of the Tokyo Games being put off for a year. On the phone with us from Calgary is one of our country's most successful short course triathletes ever, Stefan Daniel. Welcome to FitSpeak. Yeah, thanks for having me. Any runs in Nose Hill Park lately for you? No, not yet. It's We're still a bit snowed in here, but uh-huh. uh, hopefully soon. What does it look like outside your front door this afternoon in Calgary? Yeah, still still snowing quite a bit. The weather hasn't really warmed up yet, but hopefully uh, hopefully it starts to do that pretty soon here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's becoming a spring of hope here across Canada and around the world as we're dealing with... Uh, you know, this COVID crisis and whatnot. So the announcement was just, just made fairly recently. How did you feel when you, when you heard the announcements were being uh, put off till 2021? Yeah, I was definitely feeling of relief. Um, yeah, a couple of days ago, Canada had pulled out of the Olympics and Paralympics, so which we absolutely 100% agreed with and we believed it was the right call. So we're happy that, you know, the, the games got postponed and now we can you know, not have to stress about, you know, training. We can just properly isolate now, uh, help everyone keep safe, and then uh, focus towards next year. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's just another year, and you're a veteran of this, and you've certainly had your share of uh, competitions internationally. So you're uh, a Paralympian. Now, for our listeners, can you tell us what are the specific challenges that you and the other athletes in your category face? Yeah, so uh, my disability is uh, radial club hands, so I, I have a shorter arm, so when I was young, I had to get my bike adapted uh, so I could properly brake and steer and all that stuff and have my back at a proper angle, and obviously my swim is a little bit affected as well, don't get as much power in the water, but my run is generally unaffected. Um, there's, a, like, a, there's a variety of um, different disabilities in the sport, and everybody has, overcomes their own obstacles, but it's pretty cool to see how... You know, people have not used their disability as an excuse and given a triathlon a try. It's pretty pretty cool to see. And you've been experiencing uh, amazing success. And uh, one of the things I've been trying to keep up uh, as far as your performances are, um, as triathletes, we're always kind of pretty aware of our 500-meter splits. So um, what would you be doing for a 500-meter, you know, a good 500-meter split? Yeah, in the pool. I don't... I don't... Do, I don't really do 500, but maybe 400, maybe maybe like 440 or a little, a little bit under. Oh my goodness, that that is just flying. Um, so yeah. when we're talking, um, would Tokyo be your very first Olympics, Stefan? It'd be my second. Uh, I went to the Rio Paralympic Games as well. So that's what that's the first time triathlon was introduced into the Paralympics. Right. So uh, I was able to win silver there, and uh, in the last four years, just because. Prepping towards Tokyo, and then now I have another year, so it's not a bad thing. I'm still young; I'm 23 years old now, so another year of training isn't the worst thing for me. So, 23 years old and going to your second Olympics. What did you learn in your first trip there? Yeah, no, it was it, it was a lot. It was a good learning experience. Like I was 19, so pretty young. The year, like the year leading up, was it was a bit stressful. I I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, there's lots of like there's lots of different media attention which i had never been through before and it was you know all new to me and it was it was exciting but you know it also 
I also put some pressure on myself. And now going through this the second time, you know, I know what to expect. I know how to prepare properly. And I think, um, you know, having that experience at a young age definitely helped me long term. Uh, what would be one thing you wouldn't be doing at this Olympics that you did at your first? Um, I think just uh, overthinking everything. I think that you know, by the first time I was overanalyzing my training and if everything wasn't going perfectly, I was, you know, kind of panicking and, you know, it's, you know, triathlon, there's a lot of training that goes on. And I think that if you're, you know, nailing all your sessions, you're probably not training enough. So I've just trying, been trying to, you know, do what I can every day and, you know, just get ready for the race on the day and just do my best. That's all I can do. Now, bringing things a bit closer to Calgary, what's, what's your life been like in your household um, over the past week? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, it's it's been a challenge. Um, I won't lie about that. It's you know, I'm a pretty social guy, so I miss you know being with my friends, being with you know my trading partners, all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's I think if you know we're more disciplined and isolate properly, we'll get through it quicker. And I've just been using this opportunity to go on my bike a bit more and try to make gains there. My biking is definitely my weakness, so I've been you know spending more time there and trying to see it as a you know blessing in disguise i'm right. actually still coming back from an injury i stay in the fall and this just gives me more time to properly heal it and not rush into racing or training so what happened um, looking in the at fall? this is good i i sustained a navicular stress fracture um in my cross-country season with the university of calgary dinos right. um didn't know i had foot pain a little bit didn't know what was going on and you know after the season i went to the doctors and got checked and yeah sure enough it was it was that so that was actually my first injury ever Oh my so goodness, That's you, you've been so fortunate. I have, yeah, and that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, everybody's kind of gone through this, and I've had friends who've had this exact injury, and it's it's a process, but you know what? Having another year is, is actually a good thing for me, so now I don't have to you know, rush to get it better. Uh, that's right, you don't have to rush the process, do what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, heck, um, I'm not that choked. I mean, I've got the big uh, Canadian Ironman race coming up in August, and I've got a few niggles, and I'm seeing a physiotherapist right now, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the race goes ahead, but once again, like you, we're, you know, we're looking at this as a long-term thing, so um, if if it's put off until next year or whatever, you know, we're we're going to make the best of it. Exactly, yeah. Perfect. So you've been a pretty popular guy in the media. You've been doing a lot of media interviews lately? Yeah, it's been a you know, busy couple of days, but you know, busy isn't a bad thing. I have nothing else to do. How does that compare with uh, the life of uh, an Olympian when we're not going through a crisis? Uh, what's the regular media cycle like for a guy like you? You know, usually after you know, like every race, there's some, some media stuff and uh, you know, you kind of learn how to do it and it's, you know, part of the process, but I know I enjoy doing it and trying to help grow the sport and share my story. I think it's, you know, I think it's all cool. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as an elite athlete, um, have you been taking any, you know, extraordinary measures during this time just to, because athletes, especially, you know, those who are super fast or at the highest level, they're always, especially triathletes, we're walking the line between, you know, being healthy and the verge of sickness. But uh, I'm just wondering where, what kind of shape you were in, you know, coming into this uh, lockdown, for lack of a better word, and what you've been doing to kind of protect yourself. Yeah, no, coming in, I was in uh, really good shape. I was um, swimming as, you know, swimming as good as I ever have. Um, I did get a late start to training again because of my stress fracture. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to start training until January. But 
I made some, you know, quick gains in the swimming and biking because I couldn't run. Like, so I just focused on those and I was actually doing really, really well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, you know, have to put a pause on everything, but I know if I can get there once uh, I can do it again and Absolutely. it didn't take long to get to that level. So it's all good now. Um, obviously I'll have to take a little bit of a break from some parts of training, but, um, I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah. Um, how are you modifying your training? I mean, the first thing I, I suspect there's no open water swims. You're not heading off to Chestermere or Ghost Lake to do any open water swims quite yet no. in the season. And with the pools being shut down, how are you, uh, simulating the swim or are you just kind of putting that on the back burner for now? Yeah, just putting that most on the back burner. Um, everybody's in the same boat, so it's not like anybody really has an advantage. Um, so I'm just yeah, I'm just using this time just to, you know, yeah, work on the bike. I have an indoor trainer. Uh, I have a treadmill in, at home as well. So I've just been doing doing that. Uh, you know, my strength trainer gave me a home routine to do for you know core and all that stuff. So just doing all those things the best I can, and uh, you know, the rest will take care of itself. I think everybody's pretty much in the same boat, but I think. You know, the better you take care of yourself during this time, the quicker you'll be able to get back into full fitness. Are you taking any other precautions as far as your health? As uh, you know, taking any supplements, uh, supplements or anything like that to to give you a bit of an edge, just in case you you come in contact with one of these nasties. Not really. I've just been trying to just to you know isolate as best I can. Uh, obviously, it involves you know getting uh, lots of sleep and all that type of stuff. But I think you know if we just you know stay at home and all that type of stuff, we'll, we'll be okay. So just been yeah, been good with sleep and nutrition, but I'll, and just staying out of contact. That's mainly what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of our listeners who are, are taking a look at this, so the life of uh, an elite triathlete heading towards the Olympics, and I know it's it's really kind of hard to say what an average training week looks like, but um, if you could if you could make that happen, about how many hours were you training prior to the lockdown and how many hours are you going to be planning to do now that things are kind of scaled back a bit? Yeah, like, yeah, every week's a little bit different, but generally train anywhere from like, you know, 19 to 25 hours. So there's a big, like a week. So it does vary quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. it's quite a bit of volume. If If we weren't in lockdown right now, probably swim, usually swim about six times a week, bike, you know, five to six and run maybe five to six and there's also you know strength training on top of that and you know massage and physio and all that type of stuff so it's a pretty pretty much a full-time job and then oh yeah in the fall and winter i'm in school as as well at the at the university of calgary so that time of year is extremely busy but um i kind of like being busy more than just purely doing training um i think it's good to have a little change of focus but uh it's definitely uh pretty much a full-time thing so you say you're a student at the University of Calgary, a business major? Yeah. So what sort of sites do you have uh, as far as taking that degree and using that at some time in the future? Yeah, honestly, I haven't thought too much about it, but uh, you know, just trying to plug away slowly at my degree, and uh, we'll see. I'd like to, you know, stay involved in sport in some way, whether you know it'd be like sports marketing or something like that. I think there's. You know, there's some opportunities there, so we'll just have to see and see what my interests are in a couple of years. 
Well, before we let you go, we've got a couple of fun questions for you. One that might make you really scratch your head and think about this. I mean, you know, I'm I'm the old timer in this conversation, but uh, obviously I, I haven't seen anything. And you and I have never seen anything like the situation we're undergoing right now. But uh, take a look at this one, Stefan. Um, assuming you had kids at some point down the road in your life, you're like 50 years old. How would you like to tell them about how you dealt with this great COVID crisis of 2020? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. I'm not really too sure. Um, you know, I try to tell them, you know, it's, you know, best to, you know, I was staying safe and, you know, just staying in and it was really, you know, difficult time. It's like not, you know, socialize and we had to socialize over Skype or Zoom or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it would depend how long this goes. Um, but I think they probably wouldn't really believe that that type of stuff would have happened so recently. But I think, uh, yeah, we just want to tell them that that stuff can still happen. So it's, you know, important to stay safe and, you know, keep up with your hygiene and all that type of stuff. And any other, uh, we'll give you a bit of a soapbox here. What would you like to tell your fellow triathletes across Canada? I think that uh, it's it's important that we all roll in this together. I think that everyone... You know, if we're supporting each other and, you know, staying safe, we'll, we'll get through it quicker. And, you know, I'm excited to, you know, for the next, you know, year and hopefully everybody can, you know, keep keep fit in some capacity and uh, we'll get back to racing in no time. Well, thank you so much for your time, Stefan. Before we let you go, we're going to ask you the traditional last question here. This one's just for fun, but it also gives us, I think, a little bit of uh, insight into your character. So here's the question. You ready? Yep. Here it comes. So, Stefan, if you could be an animal, an animal other than a human, what kind of an animal would you be and tell us why? Oh, um, I am not too sure. I think maybe like a monkey or something. Those things are pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just flipping between trees and stuff. I think that'd be a pretty fun lifestyle enjoying the that, moment and just kind of not not having a whole lot of stress the food's there uh, the mates are there i mean the jungle is your playground exactly yeah stefan thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us in these uh in these crazy times uh wishing you nothing but the best of success hopefully uh we're gonna have that stress fracture of yours all healed up so you're in tip-top shape when we can finally uh get outside and do some uh do some racing yeah thank you very much for having me appreciate it bye for now all right bye